Hi everyone, welcome back to the Quantum Heart Cafe. I hope everyone is doing well and uh, keeping cool in this so-called heat wave. Uh, I right now I live in um, the Pacific Northwest of Canada, and we're going through one of those uh, heat waves. We had one last year that was pretty nasty, and so this one is kind of like at the tail end of this. Um, but it's interesting because this heat wave kind of segues into the topic of tonight, which is uh, geoengineering and transhumanism, because uh, I'm going to be talking about and summarizing Alana Freeland's book, Geoengineering, Transhumanism, How the Environment Has Been Weaponized by Chemicals, Electromagnetism, and Nanotechnology for Synthetic Biology. And I'm going to be reviewing the first half of the book. It's about from chapters one, I think I made it to chapter seven, so I didn't uh, get a chance to finish the whole book. I'm going to be doing part two. Uh, I'm going to do that probably in a couple of weeks because I have a very exciting announcement. I'm going to have a, a few more announcements near the end of the show, but I have an exciting announcement today, which is, um, you know, Alana Freeland has graciously offered to be interviewed uh, on uh, sorry be interviewed on the show and discuss not only her uh, book geoengineering transhumanism but also talking about uh, consciousness and the work of Rudolf Steiner and I'm gonna get to that more so near the end of the today's review and topic because I think we're uh, living in a time where we're, I think, well, I think most people can understand that we're under, in a spiritual war. You know, whatever faith background or spiritual background people may have, I think, you know, if you do have one, you know, as I, I as myself, I have a, a, more of a spiritual practice, but I can sense, or, and I've sensed from an early, early on that we're undergoing almost like a, you know, a spiritual war or a spiritual struggle against the powers that shouldn't be. And the powers that shouldn't be are heavily involved in geoengineering and transhumanism because their ultimate goal is to uh, merge or create synthetic life, which will be, or if they get the way, will be a hybrid of human and machine biology with the intention of further not only colonizing all life on earth but colonizing the stars and our galaxy and it's pretty you know there's quite a bit going on and i think what will help help us get through this and help us to not only protect but be uh, stewards of all living systems because this is an attack on the living systems what what i think helps is the development of our consciousness and Rudolf Steiner's work offers an excellent place to start. And I got introduced to his work uh, from listening to a number of Alana's lectures on uh, podcasts like uh, The Matrix Assassins, which is awesome, highly recommend it, uh, and a few others. And often I heard Alana talk about uh, Rudolf Steiner, and I started reading a few of his books. I uh, read his book on esoteric science. Uh, I'm still reading th through that one, but I've done, I've read the majority of it, 
I've read his essays on the Archangel Mikael and the Mikael consciousness that we're in right now, and uh, and I've listened to a few of his other audiobooks. So I've slowly started to become familiar with his work, and so I, I thought that uh, this would be a, a wonderful opportunity to uh, talk to Alana and uh, offer people, as well as myself, the chance to learn more about Steiner, more about developing our consciousness, and, and more about, and or with the, given the context of geoengineering and what we're experiencing now, because, you know, and, and I'll go into this probably, well, throughout the show and future shows, but I also do study a little bit of astrology. I've been learning uh, astrology, and I know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of suspicious of the New Age community. I don't really trust them too much because, you know, they always talk about, especially when they talk about the age of Aquarius, which is kind of what we're in right now. But they always talk about the light side of Aquarius. And, yes, there's a light side. It's, like, a really good for a collective you know, friendships and uh, spiritual awakenings and so on, which is great. Uh, but, you know, the caveat is, and this is true with every zodiac sign, there is a dark side to it. And with Aquarius, especially with the time that, times that we're in, there is a bit of a dark side, and that dark side is being heavily exploited by the powers that shouldn't be. Uh, and that's, and, and it's their for transhumanism you know think and picture the borg and i feel like that's kind of like what they where they want to go with humanity i don't think it's going to work uh and i think that we can find another way uh, i just you know i just think that and that's why i i started this show because or this podcast because i think that we can choose another way and i and what helps in making a, a different choice is understanding the problem and you know, the problem is, you know, we have the cyborg-type future that they want to create, which is very Aquarius, because Aquarius does rule technology. Uh, the old uh, ancient ruler of Aquarius is also Saturn. Uh, and in, I follow Western astrology, so right now it's, you know, it, a lot of astrologers will say that Uranus you know, rules Aquarius, Really, it's both. It's Uranus and Saturn. And Uranus can be a bit of a weird sign. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of strange, weird perversions in, that has to do with the zodiac sign of Uranus. And well, even the name. And you just kind of think of the planet. It's, like, on its side with its rings up. And then it's usually, like, you know, jokes about Uranus that <laughs> I won't go into, too, you know, like, playground and or toilet humor, I should say. And because I remember those jokes when I was in elementary school about that, you know, about, about Uranus. <laughs> uh, so it's a weird planet and Aquarius can be a very weird sign. It's a sign where kind of anything goes. And with the dark side of Aquarius, as with, you know, the society as with individuals, they can be prone to doing some really weird, perverted stuff. And it can be prone to... Uh, the dark side of technology, the dark side of industrial, or I should say maybe synthetic electricity and the harms of synthetic electricity. Um, I, and what I mean by that is the 5G and 
uh, wireless technology and all the radiation and microwaves that we were being bombarded with. And I'm, that is part of the the first section of Alana's book, which I'll go into more detail in just a moment. Uh, and and then the other ruler, Saturn. Saturn has to do with government. It has to do with the... I mean, Aquarius does also deal with the collective, but the collective can also be dark-sided because, you know, what if that collective believes in tyranny? Or what if that collective believes in uh, this pretend utopia that doesn't exist, but they want it to, you know, which can really go into a horrible dark side, which a lot of, like, sci-fi and dystopian novels kind of talk about. So, and we're kind of seeing that manifest a little bit, or actually not a little bit, heavily, especially over the last few years with everything going on with the whole Rona and everything. You know, the merging with, the, you know, thinking about Saturn and Uranus, the, the, the emergence and the push towards a technocracy, a technological dystopian future um, with blockchain and uh, cryptocurrencies. And yes, they are part of the problem. And, you know, this whole synthetic medicine, which isn't really medicine, is just putting in uh, robots and these foreign entities and, and beings into our bodies for control. It's not really to cure us, but it's to control our, our our bodies and so on and, and and again that does Alana does speak about that in her book and I'm going to cover that in a bit more detail but before we get into the heavy part <laughs> or actually you know I shouldn't say too heavy but before we go into that I, I do want to give just a, a moment of gratitude and show you what I'm drinking which is my favorite crop coffee um well it's a coffee that my mom buys it's from the I think she gets it at the local grocery store, so it's not one of those like cool artisan coffees I'm drinking today. But it's good. It's a nice coffee, and I enjoy it. And I'm grateful that this heat, this freaking heat wave, is almost over. And uh, I'm going to be talking about the weather in a moment. Um, and I'm grateful that uh, you know I found. Uh, just for some of the really nice blessings that I received this week. And I'm grateful to be here right now, even though like we're kind of in a bit of a, a pickle. Humanity's in a bit of a pickle, but I do feel like with um, you know with the helping to develop spiritual thinking and co our consciousness will help us get through this. I, I don't think it's over. I think if you know, if you're listening to this, there's a reason why you're seeing this. There's a reason why that we all decided to reincarnate at this time. And it's because, you know, human beings, do, you know, we don't deserve to be, especially children and the future generations, they don't deserve to be, to live in a diminished world where, you know, they're merged with these silly robots and where because of these, um, this collective hubris of scientism and this push towards transhumanism, we've seen the destruction of a lot of beautiful and sacred life giving uh, systems on the planet and in the cosmos so if you're hearing this it's for a reason and uh, you know i'm not talking about whatever background you have you know whoever you are you're here for a reason and in whatever way you can i know you're 
your words, your actions, your deeds, uh, they matter. And I think as both as individuals and as communities, we can, you know, rise to the the occasion and, you know, find a way to choose a different path. You know, we don't have to go down this path. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my moment of gratitude, and I'm gonna enjoy my coffee as I go through this show. And you know, part of the and of course part of the show, this part one is talking about Alana Freeland's book, uh, Geoengineering Transhumanism, and uh, how the environment has been weaponized by chemicals, electromagnetism and nanotechnology for synthetic biology. And it's part of, um, I'm gonna, I don't, I'm not sure how uh, Alana is framing this or how she's uh, kind of talking about this. I'm gonna say that it's part of the uh, geoengineering trilogy because there's, uh, there's three books in total and the geoengineering transhu- transhumanism is the third book in the trilogy to come out. Uh, the first book is uh, Chemtrails, Harp, and the full spectrum dominance of planet Earth. And then the second book is Under an Ionized Sky from Chemtrails to Space Fence Lockdown. And all three books are available for uh, order. And I will, I'm going to link, um, provide links for the uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, bookstore in the States. I think it's in Seattle. So I think if you are living in America, you can uh, order a book from there uh, or a copy of her books from there. And then if you are in Canada, especially in the Pacific Northwest, um, there's a local bookstore I'm going to link to which offers copies of her book. And and I'll, I'll uh, provide links for, for that. And I think I had to order, I had to ask them to order one in, but they do order uh, Alana's work in. So if you're in Canada in the Pacific Northwest and you would like to order a copy of her books, you can get them from there. Uh, I try to do my best to support local independent bookstores. Sometimes, you know, there's the only copy is available on Amazon and, um, you know, and it is what it is. If it's the only place I can get it, then I, I, I'll use it, but I try and buy books from independent bookstores. So most of the time that's where I'm going to be linking to. And yes, they might be a little expensive, but I just, um, for me, I think it's important to live by my, to try and align with my values as much as I can. And that's, you know, I'll try and have that. And that's why I, I have those things as part of my show, just because I just try and live by, uh, what I, what I think is, or I, I live by how I think is, or what I think is important. Does that make sense? Like just trying to align my words and actions. It's not always easy, but, um, you know, because otherwise, then it just feels like I'm just being a flake. <laughs> um, so for the first part of the book, I'm going to uh, talk about, I'm just going to offer kind of a summary or just giving, sharing my thoughts on the different chapters that I've read so far. And the, the first few chapters I've read are, um, so the three primary transhumanist delivery, delivery, uh, delivery equivalent uh, nanotechnology, magnetism, and the Internet of Things. And I think I'm summarizing those uh, titles. They're not of the chapters. Um, I didn't I didn't write down the the full name of the chapters, but those are 
kind of the main themes of each of those chapters. So I'm just going to go through and talk about those and share what I've learned and my thoughts on that and um, kind of relate it to some other implications. Uh, so in the first part of the, the book, uh, Alana talks about three primary transhumanist delivery uh, systems or means that because what ultimately what geoengineering is about and if you don't believe me i would encourage you to go to because the other day i was in one of the main big book chains it's called indigo it's kind of like uh the barnes and nobles of canada and i know i just spent like five minutes before talking about independent bookstores uh, i was in there uh, looking for some uh, toys and stuff like that for uh, a birthday because I was getting some presents for someone and uh, I went to their science section because I was just curious. I didn't really want to buy anything. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. I did end up getting a book because it wasn't available at the independent bookstore, so I had to go to Indigo for it. Um, but I was looking through the selection of science books and a lot of them have to do with artificial intelligence robotics and changing the human being and I, I highly encourage you if you haven't like you know been in or if you're not sure if what I'm talking about is real just go to those book like a, a big book chart uh, sorry bookstore chain like whether it's indigo or Barnes and Nobles or something and have a look at their science and nature books and just you know browse through the title and every time you see a book about artificial intelligence or changing humans, maybe just kind of keep an keep a count of that, you know, or maybe take notes of it or something. Because when I was there, I noticed that there was a quite a bit, quite a number of those books on the shelves. And what happens is when people, when the powers that shouldn't be, are trying to get us to go a certain way, they use things like uh, pre-programming in TVs, uh, stories, um, in popular influencers, and so on, to try and sell these ideas. You know, it's marketing. They try to market these ideas the, through uh, stories and through their word magic uh, to get us to to change our consciousness and to get us to ultimately buy into this. Because, you know, in order for this to manifest, we have to buy in, buy what they're selling, you know? And if we're not buying what we're selling, when, well, then it doesn't, it won't work. So, <clears throat> you know, they try and use, um, you know, glossy packaging and and cool words and bright pictures and stuff like that to make it seem palatable, to make this future, this possible future, um, you know, to enticing so that we'll, we'll take it, right? And they don't, you know, and of course they don't talk about the dark side of it. They don't talk about how you'll have, you know, your life, you'll have your life lived on as a blockchain. You'll be blockchained to the ledger, everything, including your moods, <clears throat> your soul and whatnot will be tracked and data mined. Uh, and, you know, they don't talk about digital twins and so on. So, uh, excuse me. So they don't, you know, they don't talk about this stuff. What they do is, like, outright, what they do is, again, they do the pre-programming, they put out books, they put things out that 
talk about this stuff, even pay attention to, which is what I've been doing recently, is all the ads, the adverts and billboards and stuff like that around the cities and near the bus stations and stuff like that because, you know, it's starting to really creep in. Like, they're really starting to talk about this stuff through ads, through uh, color schemes, through words like the hive mind, a hive cafe. I see a lot of these hive cafes all over the place and they have, like, the little... The, um, the hexagon honeycomb symbology and stuff like that because they want to ultimately create these smart cities uh, which will have us all locked in uh, through geofencing they're not they're not as cool and they're not as wonderful as people think they are just saying and so it, it is happening so if you're unsure about whatever it is that I'm saying and if you're unsure about geoengineering just you know, keep your eyes open, uh, pay attention to the advertising, pay attention to what you're seeing. I mean, I don't recommend watching TV anymore. I don't really watch it. Any- I haven't owned a TV set in a year, and that, that came as a recommendation from listening to one of Alana's uh, lectures because I don't, um, you know, because I want to, I'm trying to recapture my attention span. And, and again, apologies if the background noise, I don't have too many places where I can go uh, I just have like a proper studio, so if you hear stuff in the background, I apologize for that. Um, and what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, just I don't really watch TV anymore because I'm trying to recapture my attention span because it's been like such uh, harpooned with like social media and whatnot. So I, I re re really thinking about my habits and I'm really thinking about what I do on a daily basis and one of them I've dropped the habit of watching a lot of TV so I'm not always familiar with what's going on I do still have Netflix so sometimes I'll watch it I did watch the recent Stranger Things um, but for the most part I don't see a lot of stuff on the TV but I do see a lot of advertisements when I'm just out for walking like you know posters and billboards and stuff and then, of course, when I went into the Indigo, seeing all those books there. So they have these subtle ways of, like, pushing out their ideas that maybe they might, they try and, like, fly under the radar, but it's kind of like a subliminal thing. And then it's just a matter of paying attention to your surroundings and situational awareness and just thinking, oh, you know, like, oh, there's a magenta-colored poster. I wonder, you know, why is <laughs> why is that there? Or, oh, a hive mind cafe. Well, I know that they have a lot of hexagon imagery in their, um, you know, in their advertisements and stuff. I wonder how this links in with the smart cities. And who is this organ? You know, start asking these questions of these advertisements and what you see, hear, and, and listen to. Um, you know, and I think that too helps to develop our, you know, spiritual way of thinking. And, and what's great, what I found wonderful about, um, geoengineering transhumanism is that Lana has started provide really provided a in-depth overview of the terrain that we're in because uh, it's not just one thing so I know for the last couple of years we've had like the major health event and I'm gonna just for the sake of censorship I'm gonna call them popsicles you know we've been inundated with these popsicles and booster pop popsicles and uh, you know I know that there's a lot of like really bad ingredients in those popsicles and luckily so far I've been able to avoid taking a popsicle 
Uh, but it's bigger than that. Like what's going on is much bigger than just the popsicles. It's uh, it's the weather. It's a food system. It's nanotechnology. It's smart cities and so on. So Alana Freeland has taken all that and has captured it in in the geoengineering transhumanism uh, book. And I'm just kind of saying that the, the, her title's kind of a bit long, so I'm just uh, saying geoengineering transhumanism, just to keep things a bit uh, brief. <laughs> um, and she has done a really nice job of uh, capturing that and capturing the terrain and laying out the science. And that's kind of where I also think it's important for me anyway to where I've started to devote more time uh, and more free time towards studying geoengineering towards studying quantum physics and studying electricity because we live in an electric universe and that's something that uh, Alana speaks about quite a bit in her book is that you know we live in an electric universe and electrons ions and so on are being utilized as weapons against us and against all living things and it first first starts with um the and the reason they're being or sorry the reason that they're being weaponized is for transhumanism and the three three primary ways that they're gonna they want to deliver or sort of manifest transhumanism is through food, so it's through GMO food, through uh, the what all the nanoparticles that they're dumping in the sky through chemtrails, and then through the popsicles. And I'm going to say precision, air quote, precision, precision medicine, but it's not really medicine. They're just delivering more uh, nanoparticles and more um, foreign, uh, foreign and you know, nefarious substances into our body. So it's not about, like, Western medicine, or at least the big pharmaceuticals and hospitals and stuff, they really aren't about health. They're about uh, making us sick so that they can make money, but it's bigger than money. It's so that they can create synthetic life through these uh, synthetic, or through this synthetic biology, which is in a lot of these... Uh, kind of popsicles and other so-called medicines and then through the foods so they genetically modify food and it's and if the genetically modified food has been a topic that's been around for a little while now and um, uh, Monsanto which is why like I was kind of disappointed when this when everything initially kicked off two years ago and you know the, the same people that were protesting and against GMOs, and rightfully so, because that's another, because um, it is changing us, the genetically modified foods making us sick, and it's changing our biology, and they were uh, protesting that, but then these same people were so quick to jump in on the uh, synthetic, you know, the uh, gene therapy popsicles, so, you know, they didn't really put two and two together, unless they were bought, paid for, and bought shills, and that they were just, you know, they're just shelling for the big pharmaceutical companies, which is also disappointing. So, you know, it's disappointing that the, most of the time, I mean, I try and stay away from the left and right uh, paradigm because I, th I think it's it's the system itself that's the problem, and the left and right paradigm kind of supports the system. 
but traditionally, it's been usually liberals and people on the left that have been opposed GMOs, but then there are the ones that uh, adopted the whole like popsicle stuff without thinking about it, which I just thought was kind of, I just thought that that was disappointing. I thought that there, you know, there's a bit more, there would be more critical thinking there. Uh, but I'm hoping now that we've kind of been going through all this stuff that more and more people are starting to wake up and it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to say, I mean, I used to think that global warming was real. <laughs> you know, now I'm learning about um, uh, chemtrails and weaponized weather and stuff. And so, you know, I have to admit I was wrong. Like, I I mean, species devastation and the devastation and, you know, from the weather and so on is happening, but it's not due to too much carbon in the in the air. It's because... The powers that shouldn't be are messing around with the weather, which is another um, delivery system. Uh, well, mostly it's mostly to do with chemtrails, but they are spraying chemtrails in the sky, which have nanoparticles like uh, barium, strontium, al aluminium, and a few and uh, other metals and other kind of pathogenic. Apologies if I didn't say that right. But they have other, um, you know, substances and particles floating around in the sky that's really that really are not good for us and that are making us very sick. And you know, that's where understanding that the electric universe and that we're electric beings is becoming really important because um, just learning some stuff like just reading through this first chapter and learning about how um, the electrons in the sky and the ions are heavily, I think it was positively charged. And we're negatively charged beings. So what happens is that uh, electrons or positive electrons will be uh, attracted to us and will bond with us. But the problem is, it's because there's so much, so many positive electrons and there's not enough negative electrons in us. So what's happening is that we're being bombarded with this stuff and our bodies aren't being are having a hard time um, processing all these uh, and dealing with all these chemicals, and so we're getting sick. Like our immune system's being run down. We're highly acidic. I don't know about you, but I mean this heat, this so-called heat wave. I mean this was totally uh, organized and and like uh, manipulated weather by the powers that shouldn't be. And I, I think it's because they probably want to make us all tired and sick. Uh, because what happens is we, our systems are so flooded with positively charged electrons um, that there's too much, and so we're getting lethargic and tired. And, and I, I felt this all week, like I was tired and groggy, and even now in this, when I'm doing this presentation, it's not easy because it's just like it feels like there's like this bogging down like my energy is kind of bogged down, but I got to, you know, I want to do it anyway because I meant to do it last week, but again, the heat was so bad, but it's just, you know, I got to, so bear with me. If, forgive me if I sound like I'm a little all over the place. I'm trying to uh, stay concentrated, but this heat is brutal. Uh, but that's also part of the plan is because they, they can manipulate the weather and because they can put all this crap in the, in the skies, and because we become overwhelmed with all these positive electrons, 
we become sick and lethargic and our mental processes are sluggish and it's you know they don't want us alert and healthy and happy because then you know if we're healthy happy and alert to what's going on we can pay attention and then we can see what they're doing and they we would be like hey no we don't you know we don't want we don't want this future like we would shut that down pretty quick but because we're so distracted and so filled with these toxins it becomes easier we become easier to manipulate because it's like you know we're confused maybe depressed and uh, we're not having or we're not developing routines to develop our consciousness or routines to regularly detoxify our body of these heavy metals and I also want to add a lot of these metals like aluminum and borium and so on uh, they're conduct they're conductors too so they're highly um, so they're able to electricity is able to uh, flow right through them quite easily and and so you know and that just enables the electro electrons to flow f uh, further and faster that makes sense that's why they're using this uh, system and then just going back to the chemtra or the GMO foods you know they're using genetically modified foods which is why if you can grow your own food that's probably the best your food is still you still need to clean your food and get rid of the toxins off of your food because all the stuff I mean eventually all the stuff that they're spraying in the skies eventually does fall to the planet and 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 it does get onto the food so either either covering your food with like a greenhouse or something or making sure to really clean it off of the with, from the nanoparticles and everything like that becomes really important um, but even then like your grown food is still a lot better than some of the food that we a lot of the food that we find in the supermarket which is probably genetic been genetically modified especially processed foods like I and I have been making a more of a conscious effort to stay away from processed foods I even feel better by not eating that uh, junk but it's everywhere and the problem is too is that you know the they intentionally create uh, food deserts in communities, especially indigenous, uh, poor white communities and black communities, to where there's no vegetables, there's no uh, healthy food choices at all. It's all processed foods, and so that they can get us into a low vibe state, and so that they can get us into, um, or so that we're easier to control because you know our moods are all over the place. Our we're highly acidic. Our bodies are highly acidic, so we're getting sick a lot, and you know you see probably more mental depression, more mental or disorders, more depression, because our body chemistry is so off from all this processed food, and so that those food deserts, the intentionally making vegetables and healthy foods more expensive than the junk food, that's intentional. So all these things are intentional, uh, and and pushing us towards GMOs is all intentional. So that they can prepare our body for synthetic life, and and then the the popsicles and the you know quote unquote precision medicines quote medicines not medicine uh, that is the third system which will or which is designed to push us more towards transhumanism because then they have you know they also have nanoparticles in those things and but the intention with that is to manipulate our DNA. And to change our DNA, control our DNA, because uh, it really is a gene therapy. It's not really a medicine, and 
again, it's so they can prepare our body, not just for surveillance, because they will have, they have the little, like, uh, nanobots and microprocessors in these popsicles. And, I mean, they have them in the air, too, so don't get me wrong. If you're, we're breathing this stuff in all the time as well. Uh, they have the nanoparticles and all these things uh, in the popsicles, and then they go into our body, and so they can, uh, and then the powers that shouldn't be with their technology, they can then monitor our moods, they can influence our moods, especially with frequencies. Um, they can change our DNA, and with all with the intention of pre preparing our bodies for synthetic life, so that they can bring in these I guess these ent the multi-dimensional entities, I think that they're probably dark side entities. It's kind of like a possession. Um, oh, and for possession to work, uh, the victim has to be unhealthy. That's the thing. The victim has to be sick for possession to work. And it doesn't happen right away. First, it's like an infestation. And then the full-on possession happens after that. And so maybe this is kind of what they're doing with the whole synthetic life is to make us super sick so that we can bond to this synthetic crap and then these entities can come in. At least that's my opinion of it. I don't know if that's 100% true. Uh, that's just kind of what I've been getting from reading Alana's book as well as reading other stuff too uh, before that. And then in the second chapter, Alana Freeland talks about nanotechnology and Nanotechnology is kind of part, I guess, that those little tiny robots, they're small, they're very small, and they have built-in sensors and microprocessors, and they're everywhere. If you hear the word smart anywhere, like smart dust, uh, smart technology, uh, another one is like our smartphones, precision medicine, which is air quote medicine, uh, all these things have nanotechnology in them and we're breathing them in now like this is this was happening even before the popsicle and these robots they kind of have a consciousness of their own they are also uh, re responsible for something called the Morgellons I think they're responsible they're part of the Morgellons disease which is something that Clifford Carnicum uh, has spoken about where people who are uh, I mean, we've all been bombarded by it, but some people are more sensitive to the nanotechnology than others. And the people who are really sensitive to nanotechnology, like their blood, or they're having these like tubes and these little nano machines forming, like really kind of forming and taking hold in their body. And there's been all sorts of really, um, you know, nefarious symptoms happening with this like fibers coming out of the skin and stuff like that and so you know because these things are in us like these um robots are in us and these robots are working on changing our biology and especially our biophotons and again this kind of has to do with consciousness uh, we all have these things called biophotons in our body and they connect us to the morpho morphopogenic field and Sorry if I butchered that to you, but if you don't know what the morphogenic, morphic, progenic field is, I'm so sorry about mispronouncing that. Uh, it's it's similar, it's the exact same thing as the collective consciousness that Carl Jung uh, spoke about. I think in Princeton University, they're in, um, studying something called the nosphere, 
it's like our connection to the collective unconscious of not just human beings but all living beings in the cosmos and the powers that shouldn't be want to colonize and control that and that's one of the reasons why they're injecting our body with these nano uh, these nano machines or these this nanotechnology so that they can prepare our body for that synthetic life because uh, it sounds like they're also the powers that shouldn't be are also in touch with other dimensional entities um, like dark-sided entities that want to take over our bodies and take over life on Earth. And right now they're preparing us for that. And nanotechnology is one way that they're doing that. Uh, nanotechnology is also in all the smart devices that surround us and will be uh, monitoring us, monitoring our behavior, our thoughts, and our feelings. They have the power for a swarm and a hive mind, so... You know, let's say, you know, there's a target of, I mean, this is just an example I, off the top of my head. I don't know how true it is, so this is just my opinion. Uh, but the way I picture it is eventually, you know, you have some poor targeted individual, you know, even just going out for a walk. And, uh, you know, let's say that they're not well liked by uh, the government. And then the government sees another, you know, some other group of people hanging around uh What's to say that they, you know, these people who are full of nanotechnology, you know, what's to say that they can't, through like smart lampposts and the nanotech in their body, take over that group of people as like a hive mind operation and attack that targeted individual. And then once the attack is over, then the people have no memory of it, no con, no, know nothing about what happened, and you know, the crime goes or the wrong people are punished for the crime or you can just have like a mass or they can just use nanotechnology to control a mass of people to do what they want um, I mean it's, you can already say that happens with the smartphones already uh, but with nanotechnology and with the internet of things and internet of bodies like it could, it's just gonna if it, can poten it has the potential to get much worse um, so it's really important like I'd say I don't I don't want any nanotechnology smart crap anymore and my smartphone is going out the the way of the dodo bird pretty soon um but i think if you see anything with the word smart in it it's a good bet that that stuff has nanotechnology in it and i highly recommend just avoiding it uh and then um just with the last few chapters i read on magnetism and an internet of things so with magnetism, uh, the magnetism of the Earth is being controlled by, um, like, they have directed energy weapons, and they have scalar technology, and I've spoken about this before, and uh, and I think it's really important, and that's why, for me, I'm, I'm putting aside more time to study this stuff, because just from reading Alana's book, especially to the chapter on magnetism, I've learned that you know, the physics that they, I learned in high school. <coughs> Excuse me. The physics that I learned in high school really isn't enough to understand what's going on. Like, no one talked about Tesla. No one talked about scalar technology. Uh, no one talked about how, um, you know, you can... Nuclear physics or any of that stuff. 
No one talked about the electric universe or frequencies. Um, you know, I learned some things like thermal dynamics, but the the phys- the laws of physics that we learned in high school really do change at the quantum level, and they change when it comes to magnetism as well. And they want to really control the Earth's magnetic fields. They want to control the uh, our own magnetic fields. We do have magnetic fields. We resonate with the Earth's magnetic fields. And again, that's another way to control us and to make us sick because if they can influence our magnetic fields with uh, directed energy weapons, that also means that they can make a bunch of people sick at the same time. Uh, and it also means that by controlling uh, the magne- magnetism and the electromagnetic or the magnetic fields on the Earth, it also makes it a lot more efficient for these people to use their weapon, their their weather manipulation weapons like the uh, the ionospheric heaters and so on and phased arrays, so that they can move what's called plasma. So plasma is like the one of the phases of matter. Um, you know, in the book, Alana says she thinks it's the, the first phase of matter, and I agree. And, of course, then there's, like, the, the solids, liquids, and gas. But I do, do think that pl- everything comes from plasma. And what happens is that pl- when electrons and ions are in plasma, they uh, create an electric field. And then the magnetic field is also created, and the magnetic field will then, like, the electrons provide the speed or the plasma provides speed for the electrons, and then um, the magnetic fields will can direct the speed for those like the positive or the charged particles. I hope that made sense. Um, so in summary, the uh, within the plas- within plasma, uh, electric or particles become electrically charged, so they they get a electric field. But then they also get a magnetic field, so the particles become gain their speed from the electric fields, and then the and then they gain a direction and uh, like a, a channel to move in from the magnetic field. So the, the electric field and the magnetic field work together, and they can move and they can use this. The powers that shouldn't be can use these principles in the plasma to move it wherever they want. And then they can direct that at, you know, they can target a city, they can target a forest, like with the oak fires, they can target, uh, like, a, like here in last year with Leighton, BC, they can uh, target an area for so-called um, forest fires, which are really nanotechnology and, and directed energy fires. They're not really natural fires, because if you think about it, why would a natural fire leave one house untouched, but the house next to it is completely disintegrated? It doesn't work that way. Natural fire, they just burns whatever. But this is specifically, but these fires are specifically controlled and targeted for certain areas. If you don't believe me, just look at the pictures and ask yourself, why are some trees fine and other trees completely disintegrated? Or... Look at the cars. Like, why are some cars like completely devastated, and other cars left on, um, are c- completely fine, right? So just you know, look at the photos, look at the evidence. 
I, at first, if you asked me about this five years ago, I would have thought that this was crazy. But upon like seeing all this stuff and, and looking at the photos, I think it's there's definitely something to be concerned about. Uh, and the magnetism and the control of the magnetic fields helps to move these weapons. It helps to move the directed energy weapons to different areas on the world, as well as it helps to control us and our own our biology and also other life forms because we all uh, rely on those magnetic field on the earth's magnetic fields and the earth's magnetic field itself is connect connects to the cosmos and like i said they want to you know they don't just want to stop at human beings or, or all life forms on planet earth they want to they want to control the sun and they want to control the galaxies and to do that they need to usher in transhumanism using things like the popsicles, like chemicals in the sky, and so on. That's why this is called geoengineering. That's what Alana has laid out in her book so far, is the terrain and, and how they are going about this operation. And, and I think that's really important to um, learn about these things and, and learn about, and again, for me, that's why it's really important, I find, to learn more about quantum physics, to learn more about... Uh, scalar technology uh, to study what I can about Tesla and other, you know, nuclear physics. And I don't expect to become a genius, but you know, the experts are usually in on it. So I don't think it's a good idea to leave all of this to experts. I think you know, citizen scientists and amateur astrologers and amateur, uh, you know, radio people and stuff like that, like really important her you know independent herbologists and independent medicine people like uh all of that is really important because you know it's us like we're the ones that are going to help each other through this it's not the experts it's absolutely not the government or large corporations they're all in on it and they're all part of this you know predatory system uh and then the last chapter i read is on the internet of things and i already kind of spoke about the nanotechnology in this stuff, but uh, the Internet of Things, and eventually, you know, they will want the Internet of Bodies, which is putting sensors in our bodies to monitor and control us. Uh, but they have to first start with the Internet of Things, and that's all that smart uh, devices that they are trying to put in our homes now. Like it's it's not just the Amazon Alexis and the Google Nest and all that garbage. It's also like smart refrigerators, smart uh, appliances, smart uh, uh, TV, smart everything. Um, and it's really, it's a military, these are military technologies which they market as convenient. Again, uh, Aquarius is the sign of convenience, but it has a dark side to it. And um, so that, you know, this is them marketing these devices as like, oh, it's convenient, you'll make your life better if you need. If something is run out of the store, your fridge will know and they can just order it for you and you don't have to be bothered to go to the store. Like that's kind of the marketing that you hear a lot with these devices. Now, but the dark side of it is that those devices are going to watch and monitor every movement and every thought and you know, they do have the ability to hear and record speeches as well. Uh, so the more devices you have in your home, like Internet of Things devices, more smart devices you have in your home, 
the more that the powers that should be are going to be able to control and know your every thought and every move. Is, it, is that something that you really want? And, um, you know, even if you turn these things off, uh, these smart things, especially when they're powered by 5G, even when you turn these things off, they can still talk to each other. Like, because what's happening is with 5G, uh, and I've spoken about 5G and other um, uh, podcast shows where, you know, I talked about how dangerous 5G is for our health and how bad Wi-Fi is for and radiation, Wi-Fi radiation is for our health and is making us sick. And I even interviewed Arthur Furstenberg a couple shows ago, and he spoke about how, you know, there's more smart devices in our homes, but that means that our bodies are being bombarded by 5G and wireless technology. Uh, but 5G also enables these devices to talk to each other, even if they don't have a power source. Like even if they don't, are, even if they aren't plugged into a, a wall, or if their battery is dead, they can still talk to each other. So even if you think that, oh, you know, if I don't, if I don't want these things listening to me, all I have to do is turn it off and you know, remove the battery, well, they have the ability to continue working even without those things and to continue monitoring you. So I say the best thing is just not buy that stuff, you know? And with the smart meters, what they did, um, I know there's a lot of neighborhoods out there that are fighting back and trying to get rid of smart meters. Smart meters are the gateway to the Internet of Things. And they also enable, like... Smart meters are part of the 5G network and infrastructure. Uh, they all, they are also listening devices, and they also have the ability to monitor you and your power use. Uh, and they also have the ability, I've heard of this, where the utility companies, because they're connected to your home and to these smart meters, you know, if they decide, oh, you use too much electricity this week, we're going to curb your uh, usage, you can't use it, and they can. They can control the amount of electricity you're allowed to use from their operating room or their control room. Like they don't like you don't have a say in that. You could call them and be like, and call customer service and be like, hey, what the hell? Like it was hot for the last couple of weeks. I needed to have the uh, air conditioner on, otherwise I was going to fry. Why are you cutting back my um, energy use? And maybe they will listen and turn it back on, and or maybe they won't. And is, this that, is that something that you want? Do you want government and utility companies to control the electricity usage in your home and just arbitrarily turn it off for whatever reason they want? And they can do that. And they also, because they're on an, um, a network, the smart meters are constantly pulsing each other. They're constantly sending data back and forth with each other. So they're never off. And... All the wireless tech or all the Wi-Fi wi radiation stuff that's being beamed into people's homes, like so. I've heard of uh, communities and neighborhoods starting to fight back and get rid of these smart meters. And I highly recommend if you have a new home, just go with a regular, plain old analog meter. Avoid those smart meters because they, it's a military technology that's really designed to control, control you. It's not designed to help you help much and and it's making us sick because of all that wi-fi radiation and the 5g radiation that is um you know making our cells our poor cells and other living beings too it's making them very sick so 
And uh, with that all being said, uh, that's the first half of the the book. I, you know, upon reading this, like again, I used to be maybe about five years ago, I was kind of buying into the the global warming marketing, and you know, thinking that oh, you know, it's all the it's carbon, it's all the uh, greenhouse gases and stuff. And I'm not saying that environmental destruction and loss of species and so on isn't happening. It is. All I'm saying is that it's as the result, the culprit, the real culprit, is geoengineering. And the real culprit is the powers that shouldn't be that want to marry us to these stupid synthetic life forms because they think that they have the right to play God. And because of the, they want to bring in these multi-dimensional beings, which they, they, these dark side entities, which they serve. And I know not all of humanity serves them. It's only a small percentage of them. And, you know, the, I don't want to go too into too much of it, but, you know, they're the higher ups, they're the, they're the, so, you know, the, the power brokers in society. Uh, and, you know, and that's why also too, for future shows, I'm going to be increasingly re uh, referencing the system, not so much uh, the individuals that serve the system, because even if we put all the all these clowns and ghouls and vampires onto a spaceship and flew them out into the sun, because the system itself still is still intact, like you know, within 20 or 30 years ago, we or 20 or 30 years, we'll have a new crop of these clowns and ghouls because the, the system is still here we haven't addressed the energy behind the system and that's where the spiritual warfare you know that's why i'm excited to talk about consciousness with alana and rudolf steiner's work because you know maybe there's a chance for this show to start talking about the energy behind the system and how the system works and how you know ex for example, like the left and right paradigm, like that's two sides of the same coin. They they both serve the system, and they're both designed to, um, you know, and it's designed to keep us, you know, of course, to keep us separated, but also to it it's designed so we don't see that we don't see those two levers of power, the overt power, which is like the military and the police, and like the outward forms of power that you see, like with uniforms and machines and guns and there's the covert stuff so like there's the the, the propaganda and the the so-called progressive propaganda and I, i'm going to go into that like all that stuff i'm going to go into in detail but that's why you know i want to talk about the system and stay away from left and right politics and to stay away from just stuff that i know serve the system and i know is a, a pillar in the system I talk about the system itself and talk about consciousness and spirituality and how we can develop that consciousness uh, and to talk about, you know, colonization and empire because those things are important and so I think there is a, um, you know, there is sort of a reckoning with that, with the colonial past in on Turtle Island and so I'm all going to be, maybe not, maybe reckoning isn't the right word, but it's coming to terms with that, and I think we've started to see that with all those innocent children that were found uh, in the residential schools, and there's more more places than just Kamloops that did this, and 
you know, all those things I think are important and I, I will be talking about them as I continue with my show in hopes that, you know, we could choose something else. We could choose, we can heal each other, we can heal the earth, and we could choose a different way. We don't have to go down this transhumanist road. And that's why I want to say, just that's what I just want to say. And so with the next week's show, I will be having a discussion with Alana. And the following week, I'm going to do uh, the part two, the conclusion of this, the geoengineering transhumanism, how the environment has been weaponized by chemtrails, electromagnet electromagnetism, and nanotechnology for synthetic life. I know it seems like, oh, why don't you just do part two first and then interview Alana? Well, I want to talk to Alana or share the interview next week because there's also uh, a conference coming up. It's called the, the Mice Tech Conference, and uh, it looks really cool. It's on April, sorry, not April, August 11th to 13th or the 14th. And I'm going to provide a link in the description below. And what that is, is it's uh, a conference where people, uh, it's in, it's happening in the Pacific Northwest, but you can also watch it online. Uh, and I'm going to provide a link. And where it's happening in the Pacific Northwest, and it's where all these guest speakers, including Alana Freeland, are going to be to talk about the role of technology going into the future and, and, the, and how it's either helping people evolve or it's becoming a barrier to that. And so there's going to be a number of speakers uh, coming to the event and it looks really good. I'm probably going to purchase a ticket as well. And I'll add, I'll add a description and a link to the event for, ton, uh, for tonight's show. That's why I want to talk or share the interview with Alana next week for next week, because I'm going to talk a bit more about the conference and it's a, it'll give people a chance if they want to buy a ticket to go there. Because if I do part two and then the interview, it kind of misses the event and it, I don't know, it kind of defeats the purpose. So I'm going to do the interview with Alana next week. And then the following week, I will conclude uh, Geoengineering Transhumanism. And then after that, I have a, I picked up the book on uh, the holographic universe. And uh, I'm going to be reviewing that one after the geoengineering transhumanism because, again, I think it's really important to start exploring quantum physics and to exploring the physics that they don't teach in high school. And it is the Quantum Heart Cafe, so you know I got to do that. I got to be, I got to be brushed up a bit on my quantum physics if I'm going to call myself the Quantum Heart Cafe. And with that all being said, thank you for bearing with me. I am dying from the heat so apologies if I sounded a little bit all over the place today uh, but I think I am going to go find a body of water and sit next to it and hope that this they stop freaking ionizing the sky with all their chemicals and crap uh, which they probably won't do but I suspect they're going to lay off the heat wave because they don't all want us to turn into puddings just yet or I should say puddles just yet. They have their their plans first and then they'll turn us in or they'll want to turn us into puddles. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for stopping by the cafe. I hope everyone has a wonderful day and a wonderful evening and weekend. And I will be back next week with Alana Freeland. So stay tuned. Enjoy your coffee and gratitude for stopping by today. Bye-bye.